do you have a child or grandchild who you would consider to be an elite athlete? There's a brand new piece in the conversation today called Big Dreams and High Demands, the Mental Health Challenges of Elite Young Athletes. And this is such an important conversation to have. My son has played sports basically since he could walk. And I can tell you the mental health conversation is a conversation we do not have enough with our children, with our coaches, with our programs. Thankful today to have Catherine Tamanen joining us, Associate Professor in Sports Psychology at the University of Toronto, Faculty of Kinesiology and Physical Education. What do you consider an elite athlete? What, what, Catherine, what path are they on? Yeah, that's a really great question and a thorny issue. Um, it's certainly complex and hard to define in some cases, but we tend to think of um, the focus of elite youth sport being in those um, training environments that are really focused on you know, having a, a goal of progression to adult elite levels or athletes who are training in, in training environments that sort of have that pathway towards high-performance careers in the future. Um, these are individuals who are likely training multiple days a week. There's a primary focus on performance as opposed to other developmental outcomes that we might look at in sport. Mm-hmm. And it might be training to the level where they're actually sacrificing their involvement in other activities or experiences. And so this isn't, you know, all youth sport contexts, but we're really focusing here on those really highly demanding training schedules and environments. Usually elite youth athletes are often um, also competing nationally and internationally uh, or they're on the pathway there. So sometimes we hear about, um, you know, elite training academies or kind of next gen athletes. And these are some of the the folks that we're interested in. And usually it's um, between the ages of 12 to 17 that we're focusing on in in this work. I do wonder if Calgary has a unique interest in elite athletes because we have the national sports school here and because we have so many professional teams in hockey, football, soccer, lacrosse, basketball. There are children of those athletes and the people who are involved in those teams. And when you grow up here, you do feel like there is a very strong attention on what children are doing. How much of a role do you look at when the parents are involved that it's the life that they're busy with and they're stressed with and the stress and immense pressure the parents are putting on children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we, we might see more of these um, pressures showing up in some places more than others. I mean, certainly there's a hotbed of activity and a lot of training centers. There's more opportunities to get involved in these kinds of pathways. And so it might be the case that we kind of see some differences in different cities, um, although we, we just don't have the research on that at this point. We're talking to Catherine Tamanen, Associate Professor of Sports Psychology, University of Toronto, and the Faculty of Kinesiology and Physical Education, who has a new piece in the conversation today about the mental health of elite youth athletes. And I think what's so interesting is if you are a younger athlete and you get injured, it is so hard to get a physiotherapy appointment in the city. You are waiting and waiting, trying to get in and get on a cancellation list. And we spend so much time on their physical health. And we even talk about yoga now and mobility so their physical health is better. Even now in 2024, the conversations, though, around mental strength and sports psychology and mental health 
still, I would say, radically missing from the programs that we've been in as a family. Yeah, I think that's a really important piece to highlight there is that um, the resources and the information and the access to support for mental health and psychological support, um, I would say, is lacking compared to other areas of physical training and injury and rehabilitation. Um, So, you know, I know there are really good efforts and a lot of people find that this is an important topic that they do want to be um, bringing into their programs, into their organizations. But it is something that I think requires more attention and that we need to be prioritizing this for um, for young athletes. I think one of the things that I hear really frequently from parents is that they just don't know where to go for this kind of help. They don't know who to reach out to. It's a bit murky in terms of, you know, who they should be talking to. And oftentimes the first point of contact for them is a coach. And sometimes coaches don't have um, a wide referral network or they're not really sure who should be providing the right kind of support for that athlete. And so one of the things that we're really interested in is just helping to shed light on this issue, but also to find ways to increase the capacity for the delivery of mental health care for young athletes so that we can improve early detection, early intervention, and early treatment in those cases where athletes might need psychological support. I would love to see programs have their ice times or their times at the diamond or their times at the pitch, plus the training or the mobility and that mental piece built into part of the program. So, you know, every Thursday or once a month or whatever it is, it just becomes part of it. And then it takes some of the stigma away when you do need that extra help. You do need a therapist or a psychologist or something additional because They want to play and they want to compete. And yet, as you've talked about, there are so many other pressures and there's school and friends and boyfriends and girlfriends and parents and everything else they're trying to stick into this 24-hour window every day. Yeah, absolutely. And the the point you mentioned there about stigma, I think, is really important um, with young athletes, but also with Olympic athletes. We've done research where we've uh, talked to Olympic and Paralympic athletes, and they talk about the stigma that they perceive either from coaches or their sport organizations or from you know their trainers and people around them. And either mental health is not talked about or the language that's used when talking about issues related to mental health sort of stigmatizes or, or downplays the um, potential consequences of experiencing mental health concerns and burnout. And um, so I think that that stigma we see exist across all levels of sport. And I'm, you know, really glad to see that there's more attention to these topics. And even just talking about it today is bringing more awareness to this issue and normalizes the idea that individuals may have mental health challenges or struggles and that there is support and treatment out there available. Um, But I think we have a long way to go there. 